You're in business because you have an idea, a spark, a passion, and it's your gift. It's the one that you have and you're bringing it to the world. I know it isn't easy and it requires commitment. You have to learn both the mechanics and leave room for the magic every day in your business. And I'm here for you to help you make a profit. I'm Don Kennedy, your host of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. I'm an attorney, author, mentor, and CEO of a growing coffee company. I'm in this with you every single day. Thanks for joining me on the show that looks at all aspects of business from the mindset to the sales to the money left over at the end of the month with tips and strategies to help you navigate this amazing ride called entrepreneurship. Thanks for making us part of your journey. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Profit Accelerated Podcast. So today we're going to talk about systems, something that we all should have in some level. A lot of us don't have them, though, in a way that works for our business. And we find ourselves getting frustrated having to do all the things. So I brought in an expert, Ann Hill, who's going to talk to us about systems. She runs a company all about systems. So thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, thanks so much for having me. So why don't you tell everyone who you are and who you serve? Yeah. So like you said, my name is Ann. I am the owner of Hilltop Operations and Consulting, and we really focus on um, businesses that are needing support with uh, essentially the back end of their business that we classify as one of our offers is kind of the outsourced operations department. So, um, you know, the things that we're working on with the clients that we serve are things like, you know, making sure that they have good profit margins, making sure that they have the ability to bring on a new team member when they need to, and then helping them through figuring out who that right fit is as they're bringing on new team members. And then also making sure that they have the structure to be able to train somebody new and to be able to grow. And with that structure, it's those foundational structures of the business on the backside of it that have to do with you know what it is you do after you make that sale, basically. How do you fulfill on what it is that you're doing for the client? Yeah, we love that here. The Profit Accelerator podcast is Profit Accelerator because we love profit. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely like to see businesses making money. We like to see businesses thriving. So when you first start working with clients, what is one of the number one places you see gaps in operations? A lot of times people don't necessarily know what their systems are. So they know that they do something for a, a client, but they don't necessarily know how they're doing it. Um, because they're so stuck in their business so much. A lot of times people will start a business because they have a passion for something, whether that's, you know, a lawn service that they have a passion for working on, on um, you know, designing landscaping and working in gardens and that sort of stuff. They have a passion for those sort of things. And so, or, you know, a coffee shop, they have a passion for, for coffee there and a passion for for that sort of an atmosphere. But that whole concept of like the business side of it doesn't always come naturally to people. Um, so the things that we usually dive into first have to, to do with the financials and making sure that the people are profitable and that they are making money, like you were saying, and then also looking at what are the systems in their business? Do they have a, a system for marketing? Do they have a system for making those sales? Do they have a certain way that they want to greet customers when they come in the door? Do they have a, a way to fulfill on what it is that they do for the clients that they work with. And then just once we narrow down exactly what that repeatable process is that they do, then we come in and we really look at, is there a better, more efficient way of doing it? So you were mentioning repeatable processes. So we talked about financials, um, talked about things like marketing, some sales processes. Where do you see most businesses struggle to identify the repeatable processes? 
when they're smaller businesses, um, you know, potentially only having a couple of people on board um, on their team, a lot of times it's that idea of delegating. Um, the business owner feels that they are the expert, which typically they are, but that they are the expert and that they can't get anyone else to do it the way they would do it. They can't train someone else to be able to fulfill on what it is that they're looking for um, for clients the same way that they would. And in some ways they're right. People probably won't do it exactly the same way, but they can train somebody to do the work and still get a successful outcome for clients. Yeah, that's very important. And I do work just myself. I have a lot of clients who do have a couple of employees a piece. And so when we're setting up that line inside our business, what kinds of things should we be thinking about to make sure that the training is accurate and that people are being served in the way that the business owner wants them to be? So definitely having the what you know operating procedures, having those sort of things in place, whether they're videos that you're training team members on or whether it's you know physically working with that team member and, and having them essentially follow you as you're doing the work that you're doing. Um, or if it's more in an online space, then you know having some some documentation that they can read and review and and then follow up with you on. But it's important to to have that expectation and to be communicating the expectation of what you think and what you know that you want your team members to be doing with clients. If we don't communicate it with our team members, there's no way they're going to be able to do it for us in the way we want them to. <laughs> Right. And I do see, you know, some mechanical things around employees sometimes too, things like filing your taxes for them and and employment uh, contracts and those kinds of things. How important is it to make sure that those things are set up right before you even bring your first person on? Oh, yeah, definitely. You want... I typically will have, um, especially with clients that we work with, we'll have kind of an onboarding process and an onboarding procedure that we go through. And there's definitely check marks on there that need to be done, similar to what you were mentioning there. You know, having contracts in place, having the documentation there and ready to train someone, but then also having a good understanding yourself of what your expectations are of those people within potentially the first 30 days, the first 60 days, the first 90 days, and that sort of thing, so that you're not sitting there potentially wasting their time and your time and your money um, by having somebody come into your business and not necessarily being ready to, to have them pick up and start doing some work for you. So talk to me about fit. How do we know when someone's a good fit to bring on, to put through this process? Yeah, that is probably one of the biggest things that I see in businesses is knowing that you have the right team members and not only the right team members in your business, but then also that they're doing the right things for you. Um, So there's kind of two sides of that uh, when it comes to finding the right fit. And really, when you first are starting to hire people, the biggest the biggest thing that I think the business owner needs to sit back and reflect on themselves is, is truly what, what their business stands for, what the culture is that they want their business to have, um, the atmosphere that you want those team members to be working in that environment, whether it is online or in person, there still is an environment that you want um, your business to kind of an atmosphere that you want your business to, to kind of have and operate in. As a business owner, in order to put yourself in the best position to be hiring the, the right people right off the bat, it really comes down to knowing those things, knowing what your culture is, knowing what your values are in your business, and then making sure that when you are bringing on people, that they, they have those same values, that they understand the big picture of where you're trying to get to with your business and what your goals are big picture wise in your business so that they can grow with you as you are growing. 
So let's back up a little bit because I know that when people start passion projects and they start businesses, a lot of times they actually don't sit and think about mission and vision oh, and culture. Yeah. So, yeah. so how do we bring that? Like, tell me, how would I do that? I know we have people listening right now who are like, I just make jewelry or I just. <laughs> so how do we, how do we take that and turn that into a true like systems operations thought process so that people can grow and they can grow in such a way that it supports the business long-term. So yeah, there's, there's three things that you were just mentioning there. You've got your mission, your vision, and your values in your business. And it is critical that, especially as you were looking to potentially bring on team members, or as you are realizing that, you know, this business really could take off, that you have these things in place, or at least think about these things. And sometimes that can come down to, uh, you know, consulting with either a, a business coach or potentially, you know, someone that works in that operation space that can help help you bounce ideas off of each other. You may need to do some sort of like strategy sessions with people. Um, other business owners are also great when you're, when you are connecting, if you have kind of a mastermind group that you can talk to, they are great to bounce ideas off of as well. But when you're really looking at your mission, it's, it's, it's what do I do? And, and what, do, what is it that I want people to know me for? Um, and really think about those questions and not just like you were mentioning, oh, I make jewelry, but it's like, what is the ultimate goal? How do you want somebody to feel after you have that jewelry or after that you sell them that jewelry? What is it? What is that like North star that you and your business is, is working towards for the mission? And then the vision really is, especially as a business owner, you reflecting on, you know, why am I doing this and where do I want to get to um, by having this business? And those values again, come into play also with looking at questions like, what do, what do we stand for? What is, what are non-negotiables here? Um, and what are the things that I, I want to make sure that everybody understands that they will have this experience as they work with us. And this is the value that our business holds. Sometimes they are very, or not even sometimes, a lot of times when it's a small business, your personal values and your business values are very complementary to each other. Sometimes there are overlaps. Sometimes it's just kind of a compliment to it, but who you are as a person um, tends to be reflected in, in your business um, values as well. So operationally, let's say that we define these things, we bring the team members on, we go through an onboarding, we have a training. Let's talk a little bit about what does this look like year over year as you're running a business and people are growing in your business, your business is growing. What kind of systematic things would we have to think about next? Yeah. So after you have team members on and as you are growing, really it's looking at, there's kind of five core areas of your business. You've got your, you know, your sales, you've got your marketing, you've got the operations side of it. You've got the accounting side of it. And then you've got like your, your HR, that sort of stuff is are kind of the five core areas of your business. And in those areas, there's probably, especially as you grow, there's probably a need to review your operations, review your processes, review what it is the team members are doing um, really on that annual basis. Um, and typically it also includes adding some additional layers of support with your team. So whether that's, you know, initially bringing on all of your team members or more in that implementation level. And then as you're growing, there may be a need for somebody a little bit more in that management level that helps to um, manage the team and helps to manage the work that's being done. And then it's kind of an, an in-between that business owner, a management level and an implementation level as you're growing. But as you are bringing on those team members, there is a need for kind of reviewing 
not only what your processes are and if they're being done in the most efficient and effective way, but there's also the need for you to look at that and go, is this person still the right person in this role? Or are there additional things that I need them to start doing? Especially with small businesses, there tends to be a blend in the roles and responsibilities of a lot of the team members, because like you were mentioning, you know, teams that only have three or, or maybe even up to five people, there's probably a blend of, of who's doing the accounting side versus who's doing some of the HR side versus who's doing the sales side and, and who's taking on some of the marketing pieces of it. So people usually are wearing multiple hats in small businesses. Right. Absolutely. So on the operational side, once we have the team, the HR talking about some of the operations, which would be kind of the daily, how we do things, right? Yeah. And then we want to talk about the sales, the marketing, what kind of other systematic things should I be thinking about as a small business when it comes to things like our marketing and our sales strategies? So when I am working with businesses, uh, one of the big things that we will do, first of all, with a business owner, um, is really figuring out where things are going to be documented. Um, And then also making that plan, like making a map and and making essentially a roadmap to what things need to be focused on and when they should be focused on. Because if we try to do everything all at once, probably not going to be successful unless you have a, a good amount of money to put towards having support there to help with it. So really honing in and focusing on one or two areas at a time, systemizing those, streamlining those, and then figuring out what that next area needs to be that you focus on. But you you don't want to overwhelm yourself and you don't want to overwhelm your team. And in order to be able to to know what is needs to be done, not only in the future, but what currently is the focus, something like a project management tool or something where you can document and keep track of what all the moving pieces are is is definitely a very critical piece of of being able to to keep a pulse on the business without necessarily always being in it as much. And I would say that this is for all businesses, right? So brick and mortar businesses as well as online businesses should all have some sort of project suite of documentation, approach, methodology to make sure that the goals are being met. Yeah, definitely. It that is is one of the key pieces of of any business, no matter whether, like you said, whether it's brick and mortar or whether it's online. And so, how do we document these goals as far as the systems themselves go? Right. So, do we make a goal and then decide which area should be focusing on that goal, or do you see it as a little bit more holistically, and all the systems should be touching the goal? I see it as being something that is is holistic, but then there tends to be kind of a champion of this is the person that is more more responsible for overseeing it than others. But, but as a, as a business owner, I mean, you have to be looking at your business as a whole um, because all of the pieces do get intertwined. I mean, it's, it's kind of a puzzle there and you're putting all the pieces together to get the big picture. And if you don't see how they all inter are intertwined, then it's going to be difficult to, um, to really move forward. The sales piece is going to impact the operation side. The accounting piece, if you are, again, if you're not profitable, that is going to impact the lead generation and the, the marketing piece. So it, it is a holistic approach, but then you do need to narrow it down and put, really only have one person that is like the key responsible person for tracking it, making sure that, that the, the moves and the changes are happening and that you are actually accomplishing the goals that you have. Can you talk to us a little bit about the metrics that you think are important for each of these systems? 
Yeah. So that really is business specific. Um, Every business is a little different with regard to just what their key focuses are. Sometimes those metrics may be um, productivity on the operations side. Sometimes it may be looking at the sales numbers and sometimes it may be looking at the, basically the hours that people are putting into to what it is that they're doing and how long it's taking them to do what they're doing. Sometimes it may have to do with the, on the fulfillment side, it may have to do with like, if you have a ticketing system, how quickly do we respond to this ticketing system and how quickly do we then um, get the work done that needs, that was put in on this ticketing system. So there's a variety of different metrics that can be very customized for each business, depending on exactly what their focus and their goals are. But everybody should be measuring their performance. Is that true? There's, yeah, there's always something that is being measured. It's just a matter of which ones are the key focus areas and those like key performance indicators versus them being metrics that that are kind of just being measured on the back end. So this is kind of an important discussion because I do know there are people listening right now who are going, we just kind of take things as they come in. <laughs> we just, we know kind of how we're supposed to do it and we do it but we're not actually striving towards any kind of measurable thing each day. So what do you say to, to, how do we start to implement those things? How do we identify what the most important thing is? You know, is there a way to think through this? So that somebody listening in right now who doesn't really have a lot of systems, they maybe have one employee, they're kind of small, they take orders, they fill them, um, you know, that they should start thinking in a more streamlined manner for growth. The first thing that tends to be um, the big focus for almost every business that I've worked in and um, heck, even when I started my business, you know, the first thing that we looked at was, was the revenue. (laughs) Um, Because if you're not bringing money in, then it's not a very successful business. So the first thing definitely is to, and it's probably one of the easiest things that you can kind of see right off the bat is that top line revenue and make goals for where you want that top line revenue to be. So number one, that usually is there. The second piece, if you are not having any, if you're just kind of new to starting looking at and measuring um, things in your business, the second piece I actually would say that complements that is going to be your sales. How many sales are you getting potentially each month? How many potential, I guess you could look at like conversion of if somebody is coming in, are they actually buying in your business or is it, or are you just um, potentially losing a sale there? Um, So you could look at some of that conversion rate um, with your sales and then look at top line revenue. Those are probably the places I would start just to see trends and see what's going on in your business. And then over the next few months, if you are seeing those numbers and they are looking, meeting the goals that you're looking for, then then I would look more a little bit at the back end and seeing operationally what is the turnaround time on when are we are fulfilling for the clients the work that we're supposed to be doing. What's our timeline on doing that? Is it um, meeting their expectations? Is it meeting our expectations, or are we delayed with this? And and starting to look at some of those numbers on the back end afterwards. Yeah, that's very helpful because I think it can be overwhelming to sit down and go systems. Oh my gosh, systems. Like we don't have systems or our systems are not complete or we don't have them all written down. And I think giving people like a step one, two, three is important to give them a way to start to focus because I I think systems are important even if you're just a single person in a company. Oh, definitely. And, And there are times when you may be completely happy with where you are. And that is, that is completely fine. And then there's other times when you may be sitting there going, you know, 
I know that I've got something good here and I know I can grow this and I know I can scale it, but I'm just not sure how to do it. That usually is when you really want to start looking at those numbers more and and putting some numbers to it um, to see, are we making changes? Am I making an impact? Because the data isn't going to lie to you. A lot of times, especially as business owners, we'll look at things from kind of that gut instinctual side of it and say, I think this is how this is working, or I think this is what's going on here, or from what from what I recall that these are these are the way that things are working in our business. This is how our, you know, we're converting this much, or these are the, as many people as we've talked to. But once you actually see the numbers, then then you really are like, oh, oh, wait a minute. Maybe I didn't talk to as many people as I thought I did. I feel like I'm talking to a lot of people, but maybe I'm not. So, you know, when you see the actual numbers, the numbers don't lie. <laughs> They're, they're just numbers. Um, but every number tells you something about what's going on in your business. Right. Yeah. And we're, we're huge here on numbers and mechanics, right? So making sure that all of the things are leading to the outcome that you're looking for. So we don't want to spend a lot of time doing things that maybe we shouldn't be doing because they're not getting us the results. So this is very important to, to sit back and think about if you're not happy where you are right now, what should you be measuring to figure out where to make decisions? And even if you are happy with where you are, it's still good to have a pulse on those numbers to know in the future, if something ever changes, where some tweaks could be made to help improve or to potentially change what's going on in your business. So one last question about changing your business model or changing and adding lines of revenue. We're really big about adding new lines of revenue, um, when it makes sense, where it makes sense so that you have multiple streams coming into your business. How do I add that into a system that's existing? Um, Well, I think a lot of that's probably going to be customized for the business to see what it is that you currently are doing and then what those other lines of revenue are that you're looking to bring in. Ultimately, though, you want to make sure that it is something that does correlate and is in line with the vision of where you want your business to be going. So just because something may bring in revenue, if it doesn't align with where you're trying to go with your business, it may not be a great idea. So um, that's something just to keep in mind that when you are looking at different options out there, just to make sure that it is something that you do feel moves you and your business, the direction you want to be going and, and what you want to be known for with what you're doing. Yeah, that's really important. We kind of talk a little bit about it being top of mind, right? So what is the one thing you want to be top of mind for everybody, your clients to look to you for? And I think that that's definitely along these this analysis of where you might want to add a line, where you might want to do something, but the integration of each piece needs to go into systems probably right away. Yeah. I mean, I usually am when I'm working with a client that's bringing on something new or starting a new project. I mean, we're, we're usually working through things a little bit on a manual side before we try to look at doing any sort of automation with it. We want to see what the most effective uh, way of doing it is before we start to, to play around with things too much. So there usually is, especially right off the bat, uh, when you're bringing in a new line of revenue in your business, there usually is a little bit more just labor and time that goes into it to make sure that that it's working the way that you think it should be, that it's you know bringing you the profits that you think it should be bringing you and, and that sort of stuff before you start to really systemize it all out. Yeah, that's very important. That's a good thing to think about is that you can work outside your system to try new things. Yeah, definitely. 
And I think sometimes when you're first starting with something that really, it, it does need to happen like that. You do need a little bit of trial and error with it. And just because it worked for one business a certain way doesn't mean it's going to work the exact same way in your business. Right. Yeah. That, that is the other important thing is your systems will be tailored to your own business and uh, your goals, your vision, your mission. And then also, you know, how you want to deliver your products and services to the world. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, when we're working with clients, we definitely are looking at um, specifically in their business, how they are uniquely different than, than others and, and how we can help them to not only structure some of that back end of their business and, and streamline it and automate pieces of it when, when it can be done, but also, you know, making sure that they are staying true to, to who they are. So tell us, where can people find out more about you and your company and social media links? Where can we find you? So I definitely spend my time on uh, LinkedIn. Um, and then my website is probably the easiest way for people to connect with me. It's hilltopoperations.com. And there's some time on there that you can book to schedule, you know, if you ever have any questions and want to chat or, uh, and there also is a, a free hiring playbook that I've put together on there that you can also get on my website. So if you are looking to hire and just have some questions on, you know, how do I go through this process and what do I do? And, um, what are some interview questions and that sort of stuff that I should potentially be asking? Um, this hiring playbook goes through some of that information for you. Oh, that's amazing. So we're going to drop all that inside the show notes so that you can grab a copy of the giveaway. And then you can also connect with Anne all the ways that make sense. And you can follow her and learn more about her company. Thank you so much today for joining me. Thank you very much. I had a great time chatting with you. Well, we'll talk to you next time on the next episode of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. Take care. Thank you so much for joining me today on this episode of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. If you'd like to learn more and grab some free resources, just head over to entremoneycoach.com and you'll find the links and freebies. Take care. And I can't wait to talk to you again next time on the Profit Accelerator Podcast.